0: Welcome to the Underground Playground Podcast with Mike and Steve. We're bringing you the voices and personalities of the physical culture world. So listen up.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back again. And this is episode nine with the Underground Playground Podcast. My name is Stephen Bowser. I'm based out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I run a facility called the Playground Gym, also known as Broward CrossFit. Uh, we are actually moving forward with this podcast because it's such an important person that I wanted to speak to, a good buddy of mine, Nick Shaw from the Renaissance Periodization. Even though we got a hurricane, Category 5 hurricane heading our way, which uh, we're all prepped and ready for. Hopefully, this thing will skim to the right a little bit, but we wanted to get this podcast uh, on on video or on um record real quick send it out um before this hurricane hits us because we don't know when we're going to be back so um we're going to be back yeah we'll be back i promise you (laughs) my co-host is mike manning out of harbor city fitness did i get it right that time in melbourne florida he is a crossfit affiliate as well i will introduce mike my co-host and then he's going to take it from there and introduce nick shaw We'll take it mike
0: Hey guys, it's Mike here again, uh, same thing as Steve coming to you from Melbourne, Florida. We have Nick Shaw on the other line, and he's the founder and CEO of Renaissance Periodization. Uh, he does training and diet services for world-class athletes. He's also a competitive powerlifter and bodybuilder, and we're going to ask him a whole bunch of questions. I'm really interested to hear his take on nutrition, and I guess my first question uh, know that you work with a lot of uh, top-level athletes um are you are you doing nutrition for the general population people and if so what is your like one sentence first advice or something you tell somebody who wants to get their nutrition in order
2: Well, hey guys first of all thanks for having me on really appreciate it uh, you guys are incredibly serious and dedicated to uh, to be doing this uh uh, Today's what's what, Thursday, um, September 7th, and man, you guys have a hurricane coming right at you. And so I followed up with Stephen a couple times to make sure that uh, he was still going to be doing it. And he said, Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we're still on. So uh, appreciate it. And obviously, wish you guys all the best with the hurricane coming your way. Um, I actually live up in Charlotte, so I'll probably get a little bit of it myself. Hopefully not a lot. Uh, Hopefully it all sort of passes us by, knock on wood, but uh, we'll see. Um, So anyways, that was a really long-winded response that that actually did not touch your question at all. But (laughs) first ever sentence, if someone's um, asking about their diet, uh, whether it's someone that's higher level or just general population, um, just find something that's going to work for you that you can be consistent with. And if you can be consistent with something – uh, really, no matter what it's going to be, it's going to probably help you um, in, in the long run. So consistency, is sort of above all else, um, and then from there, obviously, you can get into you know more particulars. But just find something that's going to help people stick to it, and hopefully develop some better habits. And from there, you know, if they can create some better habits that you know last in the long run, um, you know, folks are going to be a lot better off.
1: That's great. That's awesome. That's actually the best. That, that's incredible advice because it, it's the truth. I mean, keep it simple, stupid, find something that works for you. A lot of people, I think, overcomplicate nutrition and they kind of set themselves up for failure. What I was interested in finding out from you, Nick, and, and it's kind of funny how we actually met uh, a few years back. Renaissance periodization was relatively new. Um, I actually, I think I kind of have that sixth sense of kind of sniffing out successful um, groundbreaking, uh, you know, stuff that's coming up and coming. And I, I got your information from Trevor Jaffe, who's a local who actually trains at my gym. The guy's a freaking amazing powerlifter. He's like, he's a freak. Yeah, he actually is an incredible coach. He puts, he trains a lot of really uh, talented uh, powerlifters. He's actually uh, been programming for my wife, and she's uh, she already hit an American record. Uh, for her age, and she's actually going for another one. Um, Trevor is definitely somebody we're going to get on here in the future. But I kind of found you through him. When I found out that you were coming down this way for, what was it, Raw Raw Unity or uh, –
2: Raw? Yeah, Raw Unity, man, it was probably 2013. 2013, yeah. man, it was four years ago. Four
1: years ago. ago. So years I reached ago. out to you and said, hey, man, you know, like I like the host – uh, experts in uh, in the field of any kind of fitness, you know, nutrition, powerlifting, Olympic lifting, CrossFit, whatever. So I invited you to my gym to do a uh, a quick clinic, and I remember your your first response is, "Well, I never did that before, uh, or you know, I don't. What do you want me to do?" And I'm like, "Dude, just come here and talk to people. I'll have I'll have literally 20, 30 people show up and just talk about nutrition because we all want to learn, and uh, you know, just put a quick PowerPoint presentation together or whatever." And since you were coming in, I think you flew into Fort Lauderdale. It's right around the corner from us. We made it happen. And it kind of like seemed like we, everybody was really, really interested in the content. Um, I know several people actually signed up and just got amazing results. I started following your, your uh, nutrition plan, the Renaissance Periodization. And the funny thing is, you know, a lot of us came from paleo diet or zone, you know, because if you're in a CrossFit or even, you know, powerlifting, you know, some people do keto, not necessarily for powerlifting, but just to try to lean out. But with your nutrition plan, it's kind of funny, dude, because it really just brought me back to the beginning days when I was like 19, 20 years old, bodybuilding in New Jersey. I mean, a lot of that stuff, you know, not, nothing's really, I, I think you actually had a quote where you said, you know, it, it doesn't have to be that complicated or don't reinvent the wheel, just kind of tweak it to your to what works for you. Um, but that's how we kind of met. But uh, can you just, my question is, I mean, can you just kind of tell us how, you, how it all started? I know you're, you're partnered up with Dr. Mike and I can never say his last name right. Is it Terry? It, is it Terry? Is it, is it, is it, it Terri. So, you know, two, two brilliant minds actually, as far as I'm concerned. I know you guys went to college together. So can you just kind of tell us like the background of how it started?
2: Yes. Yeah, sure. Uh, real quick on that seminar, man, I remember it like it was yesterday. So it was the first ever like nutrition seminar I'd ever done. And, you know, this is four and a half years ago. So now I can go talk, you know, to groups of people and it's really nothing. It's no big deal. So you said 20 or 30. I'm telling you, man, because I remember like it was yesterday. It was, it was uh, February of 2013. Um, there was about 50 people there because it was totally free, um, which was obviously great. First ever one I had done. Man, I remember because I took a taxi from where uh, my wife and I were staying uh, to your gym. And, dude, I, I was so nervous. I, I was I, like, <laughs> my, my stomach was, oh, man, I, I was super, super nervous. Um, it ended up being about an hour talk. You know, there's a like, closer to 50 people there. Um, but, yeah, man, it was, it was really great. Um, like you said, a bunch of people ended up signing up. Yeah. And then um, you actually introduced me to Travis Cooper after that. Yes, um, yes. And that was, he was one of our first big time weightlifters and he just had a, you know, crazy transformation Went from 90 to 77, got stronger, you know, meddled at Pan Ams and stuff like that. And at the time, you know, muscle driver was still big and Mm -hmm. of course all the other muscle driver athletes, you know, took notice and they're like, oh my gosh, you see what happened to Travis. And then everyone else, you know, kind of went from there. So we pretty much had the whole muscle driver team and that was kind of like really the, the beginning of, um you know, us getting into weightlifting. I mean, now we're actually the uh, official dietitians of USA weightlifting uh, through the Tokyo Olympics coming up in 2020, which is really cool. But uh, it's just really, I think people, you know, um, it's just funny how that all kind of starts and it snowballs and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of the beginning of RP starting to take off a little bit. But yeah, going all the way back, man, um, you know, I met, I met Mike at the University of Michigan And we actually met in the gym, and we were training together. He convinced me to do a powerlifting meet with him. Um, You know, and after that, I was instantly hooked. Uh, We started training together, um, moved to New York after that to become personal trainers for a while. And, I mean, that was really the start of it because, you know, what we knew from in school and we're just working with some close friends and family, you know, things like that and just tweaking what we knew and what we thought could work um, and, you know, trying different experiments. Of course, experiments were not ourselves or some close friends that we weren't charging them. It was more just like, Hey, like, let's, let's do this and see what happens. And, you know, kind of tweaking what we thought uh, we knew and all that. And, and truth be told, man, that, that's really the, the true beginnings of RP.
1: Right. Yeah. So it, it kind of, it kind of morphed that way, but I know, Like, just like you said, you know, what happened is I think it was Don McCauley came down to my gym to do a seminar with Travis Cooper, and I believe I was on the RP, and then he started talking to me about it, and I said, dude, you got to really get with Nick Shaw because I'm telling you, he can really, really help you out if you want to try to, you know, especially like wrestling power, you know, uh, Olympic lifting, powerlifting to maintain your strength or get stronger and lose weight, lose body weight at the same time, it's not easy. It's very, very difficult. And that's why like RP is such a great nutrition plan because it it works. It can happen, you know. And what's cool about you guys is if there's any kind of questions or any kind of like if you're having a hard time, you just get on an email, get on text you, whatever. And it's like instant response. And that's why I love it's such a great service. And I know you guys blew up and now you got more employees, and you know I just hear nothing but good things. And we just talked about it a little while ago. The Renaissance Periodization has a a private Facebook page. I think it's a private Facebook page. I don't know if it's public, but I think it's mainly your clients. But there's fifty, what was it fifty five thousand people on that page?
0: <laughs>
2: Something like that. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's uh, insane. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of morphed. It's morphed into its uh, its own thing, man. It's it's pretty crazy. Um, I remember starting it because you know some some clients were like, "Hey, you know, why don't you start a little you know RP Facebook group and at the time, I was like, "Oh, no one, will, no one will want to join that. Like, that's silly." And I forget, I forget when it was. Honestly, it was 2013, maybe 2014. And so I like, I started it, and then I made a post on like my own Facebook page. I was like, "Hey, you know, for any RP clients, feel free to join." And like in 20-30 minutes, there was a couple hundred people in it already. And I was like, "Whoa! Guess what? People really demanded this." And then it just really, you know, we started you know, it's just, it's just a really good resource for people that, uh, you know, maybe they just want to kind of, they just want some reassurance really that uh, that what they're doing is right. Um, and, and so maybe you don't have to pay for one-on-one coaching because you just get a template, but uh, you just, you want some reassurance or you just want to know that like, Hey, uh, some people, they look at the templates and they go, like, this is too easy. Like it can't be this simple, can it? And then they hop on the Facebook groups and they're like, was this really all I have to do, you know, to lose weight? Like, just eat these amounts at this meal. And, and people are like, yeah, that's, that's really all you have to do. Uh, you know, and people love to post their before and afters, which is just, you know, totally morphed into its own thing as well now. Um, and so, you know, people see that and they really, you know, they buy in. And uh, I think that's a big part of it too is, you know, sometimes people can be skeptical of new things, but you know, when all you see is a bunch of cool results and, you know, other people having success, it uh, kind of makes you want to dig into it a bit more and, uh, you know, be a bit more serious. So it's kind of like a cool, positive feedback
1: loop. I think it's, I think what freaks people out is, you know, and, and it, I'll be, I'll be honest. I'm talking about myself is how the hell am I losing weight when I'm eating all this food? You know, it's like, I, I thought you were supposed to starve yourself, man. I mean, this doesn't make any sense. And, and Mike, we talked about it with JJ a little bit, you know, like, I think a lot of times, you know, when people have their own gyms and they train people, they can be incredible trainers. But I think one of the holes in their game is the nutrition, you know. And, uh, you know, we talked about that yesterday with JJ. Um, it's something that you, you know, if, if, you can't, if you can't educate yourself or you can't help with the nutrition with your clients, then you should push it towards a professional like Nick. And that's what I did at my gym, it made it so much easier. I got one of your banners hanging up in my gym and you know i mean i kind of educated myself a lot more uh, with the nutrition aspect but it's just so much easier to let somebody else handle that when i can i can fixate myself on um, you know the training process or uh, program design stuff like that assessment and then let somebody else handle the nutrition end of it um, mike what's your thoughts mike mike what's your thoughts on that
0: part with the uh, nutrition part in the gym so it's a lot yeah. more- so my perspective, you know, 10 years in the gym business, right? Uh, we kind of, Like you said, we talked about it with JJ a little bit. <clears throat> um, the, the main thing the general population needs to do to get themselves healthy, lean, is to change the way that they eat. They can work out all they want. They can lift weights. They can go to, you know, <clears throat> CrossFit or do weight, lift, whatever it is. Most of the people that are coming to our gyms, um, are just looking for a simple solution. The common thing I hear all the time is, look, just, I I don't want to hear all the science. I don't want to know all the stuff. I just, Mike, just tell me what I need to eat. And, you know, I'm smart enough to know that I don't know, but I'm also uh, recently looking into a whole lot more information. You know, we used to just recommend, hey, paleo diet, and then you had zone diet back in the day. And you know, now you've got time-restricted feeding and, uh, you know, all kinds of uh, keto diet and, you know, the, you get, the whole craziness that's out there and the clients that are coming into us and paying us, we may not be the right person to uh, necessarily give them actual advice. And so to have a resource uh, like Renaissance Periodization, I think is indispensable for gym owners because if you're a gym owner or you're training clients or a coach, and you're not emphasizing nutrition with your clients, you're making a huge mistake. So uh, Nick, how, so as a gym owner, right? How do I, what do I do? Like I get some clients, maybe I have a seminar and then I point them to an expert. And then how does that work from your end?
2: You you raise a really good point in that uh, there's so much information and misinformation out there on the internet. That uh, you know, it's like you said. You got keto. You got vegan. You have flexible dieting. You have intermittent fasting. You have you know paleo. If it fits your macros, it, you kind of have. There's just so much different stuff out there that it's really hard for people to kind of decipher. Well, you like, know, what actually works? Um, and I think so. The the very first thing that I touched on a little bit earlier is you know. Um, you know, you have to kind of acknowledge that uh, there's some good in all those different diet approaches, um, because you know, there you you want people to be consistent, stick to it. So ultimately, it's like you said, you you have to simplify the process to them. Just make, hey, you know, instead of having to go out and you know look at a hundred different websites and you know all these different diet plans, the the sort of beauty, the simplicity of the templates is it just lays it out there for you in. Um, your very first question today when you started was, you know, how how do you guys kind of work with general population? And it's really interesting because we did originally start with mostly athletes. And so our templates were designed for that. And we've sort of evolved now. And as we get more involved in just regular CrossFit and not just elite level athletes, um, we have kind of, you know, catered our templates to be a little bit easier for more general population. And then, uh, you know, recently, a few months ago, we came out with, uh, a simplified simplified version of our templates. There's no timing options. Um, There's no, um, you know, like how hard are you training? It doesn't really matter. Um, It's more or less like, hey, here's a healthy diet blueprint. Um, You have a low carb option and you have a normal balance option. So again, it's not even like you have to pick one side or the other, because if you just want to lose weight, which let's be honest, if you run a gym is what 90% of the people, they just want to lose weight. Yeah. Right. And so that's why we came out with that. So it's like, with the more advanced templates, uh, you definitely have to do a little bit more thinking, um, you know, because it comes with a bunch of different timing options. So if you train in the morning versus the midday or at night, all right, it's a little bit different. And then, well, let's say you only train for one hour, or if you're training for two or three hours, well, that's a little bit different too. And so when people see that, like you said, People just want to be told what to do which is great so if you're a bit more advanced and maybe you've tried you know paleo you your tractor food intake or something before you have a little bit of experience then those those templates are great for you but for a lot of people you know again general population maybe they just come into the gym a couple times a week and that's really it you know you throw something too advanced at them and it's just going to go right over their head and then they're just going to be like you know screw this uh, i can't do it and then they're just going to end up you know doing whatever um, which may or may not be good. And so that's why we came out with a little bit simplified approach because, I mean, you nailed it. Most of the people want weight loss, general population. You have to have something, you know, simple and easy to follow.
0: Yeah. Or, uh, you know, that's the thing is, they, like you said, they come in, you know, three or four times a week maybe for that hour, and they're not thinking about the gym before that, and they're not yeah. thinking about the gym after that. And so, you know, where an elite athlete or somebody with performance goals uh, has an advantage for the more complicated options. It's that they are focused on that goal and it makes it, you know, they're willing to dedicate themselves more to a more advanced plan. Whereas the general population, like you said, they're, you know, we'd have them three hours a week and the rest of the time, you know, they're taking the kids to school. They're worrying about their job, you know, paying their mortgage and, and then, uh, you know, they, they get their workout, but they're not getting all the benefit they can out of their workout with the haphazard nutrition, that most of the population is actually subsisting on. So uh, having those templates, I think, is a really good idea that I can't you know, <laughs> just be able to hand it to a guy. hey, do this, look how easy it is. If you need any help, give me a, give me a call, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, totally.
2: Well, there was, what, 168 hours in the week if someone's in the gym, three hours a week, like what percent is that? It's you know, super small, and people kind of overlook that. They go, well, I mean, I, I can't do the math. What, what's that, 2% of the time, something like that, you know, the That's other? Yeah, yeah. Ninety-eight percent of the time, they're not in the gym. So it's like, well, if you if you really want the best results, well, maybe you should focus a little bit more on what's going on outside of the gym, you know, to
1: uh, go hand in hand with your time in the gym to uh, really enhance your, your results. So, Nick, um, I know, like, it's been four years. Hard to believe it's been that long. And I remember when I started uh, coaching the grid. Some of the some of the games athletes that I had. I actually pointed them in your direction as well, and um, you know, I know some of these. When we're talking about CrossFit now, I know some of these, some of these kids. You know, they they work out three three times a day. Um, they pretty much uh, consume a, a shit ton of calories. Um, you know, when you mention nutrition to them, <laughs> they a lot of them, they don't even really follow any kind of nutrition plan. They just eat whatever the hell they want. You know. And I think a lot of them get away with it when they're younger, but I mean, what's your take on that? I mean, I know, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 50 this, this month and, um, excuse me, I can't get away. Like lately, I've been really trying to lean out trying to take weight off and it's, it's been coming off, but it's been tough. And I, and I realized I found out that I had uh, been diagnosed with, uh, with a few issues. And one of them was uh, SIBO, which is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, um, which is basically uh, the microbiome in my gut was all screwed up. And I knew something was going on because I was always constantly just bur- burping and um, just always had gut pain all the time no matter what I ate. I actually – and you even sent me a vegan template. and It was kind of funny because you're like, here, man, I don't know how this shit works, but this is vegan. <laughs> Not that you don't know how it works, but you're like – hey, I'm not a vegan, but here's a good template. This will help you. And that was awesome. I appreciated it. But um, the only reason why I kind of – I didn't really – I still ate fish, so I guess I was more pescatarian. Um, I just did it to kind of let my gut relax a little bit because it just seemed like I really had some gut health issues. Um, Do you guys do anything? Like, Do you guys uh, work with uh, athletes or or general population people that – you know, sometimes they're like, hey, um, I'm having some issues like health-wise, gut-wise. I mean, do you guys get into that part of it at all? Or uh, is that something that you guys kind of stay away from?
2: Um, really good question. So one of our latest coaches, she joined us a few months ago. So she's a PhD. She's a professor up in Georgia, um, a smaller school. I forget the exact name of it. But uh, that's sort of her area of expertise. And that's something that uh, we're going to start having her do some information on that. And I'm not necessarily coaching people on that because it's it's a real slippery slope. So, um, you know, social media, Instagram, all that stuff is, is really good for a lot of reasons, but it also can be a bit problematic because you get a lot of folks that are not qualified trying to give advice to people on, you know, health-related matters. And so we know what we know, and we know what we don't know. And so when people have issues like that, we're not gonna to try to guess you know, and, and give advice like that over the internet um, you know, if it's something. So we have, uh, and now it's up to, you, man, 16 PhDs on staff. So uh, one of them, her name's Gabrielle, you know, that's sort of her area of expertise is you know, the, you know, the gut and microbiome and all that stuff. And so she's gonna be diving a little bit more into that, you know, maybe do some blog posts about that, just some basic information because it really is, it's kind of a, a newer area of, uh, you know, research and understanding. So if you ask me, like, what do I know about it? I'm going to tell you, I don't, I, don't, I don't really know much at all. So I can't personally, you know, give any advice. And, and even Dr. Mike, I mean, he would say the same thing. Like he would probably have some educated guesses, but uh, it would be just that it would be mostly guesses. So, you know, I've seen you talk about it a little bit on Facebook as well. And I actually wanted to bring it up myself because I think it's a really interesting area. And uh, we probably don't know a ton about it yet. And so it's one of those things where, you know, we start to understand a little bit more, you know, maybe that could lead to some, you know, dietary changes down, down the line for different people. But um, yeah, man, you know, we even have five registered dietitians on staff. So it's one of those things where like we could probably do some remote coaching via, with that stuff. But, you know, as soon as people start to have medical issues, it's, it's, I don't, it's almost always, now. there are some things that are quote unquote easier um, to work with online, you know, maybe if someone has a thyroid condition or PCOS, like that's, that's not too terribly difficult to work with, uh, online. And, and we have five RDs on staff that, that can do that. But, uh, you know, when it starts to get, you know, over our head, we'll be the first people to go, you know, what? It's probably time to go see somebody in person and uh, refer to an expert that sort of really knows or knows more, or, you know, does that stuff for a living. And so we, uh, man, I'll be honest, like we refer out quite often. Um, I don't know maybe where it is in relation to you, but uh, there's a guy up the coast, maybe Trevor Keshe. Have you heard of him? I mean, he's an RD. I know he does a lot of stuff in person. I mean, he might be someone to talk to, but, you know, we're not going to sit here and BS people. It's just not what we do. You know, if we don't know something, we'll say, hey, go find somebody that does actually know this stuff. And then we'll probably try to help them find somebody. Like, hey, you know, check out so-and-so website and you can find, you know, a local RD or something like that that can, uh, you know, really help you out.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's from a gym owner's perspective, you, you, we're getting into, I just wanted to put this out there. Um, you're here in Florida. There's some very strict laws pertaining to yeah. prescribing nutrition, yeah. and and never mind just prescribing nutrition, but if you're prescribing nutrition to cure any medical condition, like i.e. not just fat loss or weight loss, right, or weight gain, and so yeah. I, you know there are places around here that are gyms that are not registered dietitians, they're not nutritionists, they don't have a license, and they're actually prescribing, uh, you know, diet. And you know macros and um, you know percentages and caloric intake um, and fasting to you know for people that are pre-diabetic, people that you know may have intestinal issues. And if you get caught up in that as a gym owner or a coach, um, and you screw somebody up, or you know you're going down a slippery slope. And so my my I guess my statement on that is stay within your scope of practice. That's why having a uh, a service like yours available. To coaches and gym owners and and frankly just the regular people out there looking for expert advice i think is invaluable
2: yeah man that goes back to the whole social media thing i mean you got to really be careful and i like to make the analogy like if you want to go to a doctor would you go to a doctor or i'm sorry not even a doctor uh, if you wanted medical advice would you go to a doctor that's trained and you know has degrees and certifications and whatnot or would you go to somebody that just happens to be healthy well, when you put it like that, now obviously some people might take the other route, and then maybe that's a, another topic for another you know day. Um, but most people would go, oh yeah, you know it's time to go see my doctor. And so when you put it like that, it makes a lot of sense. But then when you make the same analogy to you know something like nutrition, well like. Do you want to take advice from someone that, you know, is is an RD and is also an athlete? Because a lot of times RDs, sometimes they get a bad rep or uh, they, they might not, you know, kind of do sports or, you know, be athletic, something like that. But um, you get someone that's qualified and they know the part, you know, versus would you go to somebody that just happens to be lean and chances are now they could know their stuff too. Of course, there are a lot of smart people out there. But, uh, you know, a lot of times they just get by on good genetics. And so, you know, people have good genetics uh, and they, you know, post online, you know, an ab shot. And then all of a sudden, you know, they got 10 people reaching out to them. And well, now all of a sudden they're a macro coach. And so now we have 3000 trillion macro coaches out there in the U S and in the world. And so you're right, man, it's just slippery slope. And actually, so I live in North Carolina and North Carolina is similar to Florida in that they have pretty strict laws um i i actually don't really work with anybody um like personally uh in the state of north carolina which is funny because i live in charlotte so you know sometimes people reach out locally and i'm like oh hey well i, I can't personally work with you but guess what i have you know five rds and, and one doctor on staff and uh, they're really smart people and they can help you so yeah man it's a real slippery slope and oh i'm sorry yeah so in north carolina um I, I remember reading a while back, but the reason that they made that law is there's some, you know, guy on an online blog, of course, you know, everyone and their mother or brother can have a blog now online. And uh, he was trying to like give diabetics advice. I was, remember
0: that. I read about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the a, trouble.
2: yeah and that was really like, uh, you know, that's what led to, you know, stricter regulations in the state of North Carolina. So again, it's a real slippery slope. And you know, part of me hates it, you know, part of me sort of understands it a little bit because it's supply and demand, right? So if someone with cool looking abs and they're a good looking person, they post a picture online, people are gonna hey, coach me, man. <laughs> all right. So he all right, so that person is just supplying, you know, what's in demand, all right. So I mean I, I like, you know, economics and supply and demand. So I get it, but it's like it's just a slippery slope, man. And you said it earlier. So I mean you nailed it, slippery slope. People just gotta be careful and Well, here's the thing I don't understand is, like, there's no shame in just saying, you know, I don't know. Right. No one's going to hold you against that. And a lot of times, like, when I say that, people are like, well, I actually really respect that because you're not trying to bullshit me. You're just saying, hey, like, I don't know. But guess what? I I got 20 other RP coaches that if I don't know, I can probably ask them. And if they don't know as well, all right, well, then we'll refer out to somebody that, uh, you know, might know.
0: Yeah, my two favorite expressions are, I don't know. And it depends. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it,
2: it depends is the greatest answer in the world because when it comes to diet and training, that's almost always the answer. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, the funny thing is when I started, when I started having my episodes, I was, I was starting to get vertigo and all kinds of weird stuff was happening. I started going into AFib. I didn't even know it, but I mean, you, <laughs> I was, I was like trying to reach out to everybody I knew on, in the fitness industry and and uh, everybody was like, yeah, man, I don't know. This isn't for me. You know, this isn't my expertise, And which is cool. But, you know, even sometimes going to a doctor, you know, um, I'll give you an example. When I was having a lot of gut issues, they kept giving me Prilosec and all these other proton pump inhibitors. Well, guess what, man? That's like the opposite of what I needed. I wasn't actually producing enough acid to digest my food properly. So they're thinking, oh, you got a lot of gas. You're You, you need to you need to take Prilosec. Well, okay. So I started taking Prilosec and it's getting worse or it might've got better for a little bit and all of a sudden it gets worse. Um, I ended up uh, getting rid of the Prilosec and just getting over the counter uh, HCL, hydrochloric acid uh, or hydrochloride. hydrochloride. And literally when I started taking that is, you know, kind of like some digestive enzymes, all my issues started going away, you know, and the best saying I like is that the gut is the gateway to your health. And I think that some of the other issues I was having, including the vertigo and the AFib, was all being caused because of my gut issues. And I actually developed a little bit. I, I started showing signs of uh, an autoimmune dis- uh, disease called hajimotos. So it can get kind of complicated sometimes. It's kind of frustrating because you're following the diet strict. You're wondering why all these other people are getting great results and you're just not it gets frustrating and sometimes people are just slow at getting results they just got to hang in there because it'll happen um but it can be a frustrating process but i i really love the fact that you guys are bringing on other staff that that are experts in that different in different fields like gut health and stuff like that because that's that's going to pay off dividends for you guys
2: yeah and it's really it's kind of an area that uh it's kind of in the infancy to my understanding at least of kind of what we know about it so it's it's You know, something that, like you said, even if you go to doctors, I mean, they may not know as well. So it's really tough, man. I I can only imagine, you know, how frustrating that is because, you know, something I like to say is, you know, well, RP works for a lot of folks. Um, You know, people always always ask, well, you know, is RP for me? I can't say RP is for everybody, right, because, um, you know, we, we can't work with, you know, medical conditions. And so, you know, something like that. It's one of those things where, yeah, you know what? Maybe you know you got to take a step back, sort of assess things, and then move forward. Because, yeah, man, people might just might not have great answers, which sucks, man. Again, I, I can't understand you know how frustrating it probably is. And you like said I think it's just a topic where not a whole lot of people, you know, know or understand everything quite yet.
0: Yeah, so we're uh, we were just mentioning um, Rob Wolf's new book, Wired to Eat, and. Uh, you know, in the beginning of that, he lays out a lot of the, uh, you know, ancestral, um, you know, approach to nutrition. And he has, uh, he has a, what's a, uh, you know, a 30 day reset. I guess that would be kind of like what Steve's talking about. My wife has Hashimoto's and she did a, um, or she's on a, um, elimination program, right. To, uh, try to find out what kind of foods she can tolerate, uh, for her thyroid issue. And, uh, Rob Wolf start, talks about that 30-day reset where you know, you're going to eliminate some things that you know we're pretty sure are problematic, and then uh, reintroduce them later. And then he has a seven-day carb test where people actually use a glucometer uh, to test their <laughs> blood glucose levels. What's your uh, what's your take on? Have you read the book? Or are you are you familiar? I mean, you must be familiar with it, or at least Rob Wolf. And what's your take on uh, you know an elimination period when we talk about? Someone who's not an athlete and they have some problems, how would you approach something like that?
2: That's a good question. So uh, I think, again, I think uh, in order to kind of help everybody and, um, you know, get better discussion out there, you have to acknowledge that uh, there are some benefits to approaches like that. And so an elimination type diet. So who is it probably going to work uh, well for or the, the best for? Um, well, it's really simple right? So it's kind of like, just don't eat this. It's not super complicated. You don't have to weigh, measure anything. It's just like, hey, don't eat this. So, you know, Whole30 is kind of along those same lines where it's just like, hey, you know, don't eat, you know, this list of foods. And a lot of times when people start doing that, they start to get, you know, they start to realize what they're eating, you know, paying a little bit more attention and uh, you know that's obviously a benefit. So they're not eating you know as, as much junk food or anything like that. So I think it's good from that standpoint. It's a, it's a really good sort of starting point for a lot of people because it's easy to follow. Because again, you now going back to it, do someone general population, maybe they've never tracked food intake or, you know, counted macros, anything like that. If you throw them into something where they have to log every single food into my fitness pal and they have to like get out of scale and, and start to do all that stuff. Well, they're, they're never going to have any success on that because right. it's just way too much. So, you know, for a lot of people, uh, I, I think it could be good. You know, it's like, Hey, you know, here's really basic stuff. Don't eat, uh, you know, processed foods for, you know, a little bit X number of days. And so it's a good starting point. And then people can hopefully pick up those habits and go from there. Um, so I think that's a benefits, um, you know, any, any more onto that, to some of the specifics. I haven't personally read the book. Um, you know, I kind of have a good idea of who he is because I know a good number of you know, paleo folks. Um, a good friend actually was just on her podcast, uh, probably coming out later this month. Um, stupid easy paleo. Um, yeah. That. Yeah. So, uh, familiar with some of the paleo stuff uh, and all that. So I think it has some benefits and, um, I'm, I've become a big fan lately of just trying to, and I said this on Seth's podcast too, but there's just so much diet dogma out there that, you know, it's like my way or the highway. So, Oh, you're not paleo. You suck. I hate you. Or, you know, same thing. Oh, you're not vegan. Oh, you're the worst person in the world. Or, you know, Oh, you're not doing if it fits fit your macros. or well, you're stupid. Like you just don't understand. And it's like, well, you're never going to really convince people, you know, you're not, you're not going to properly explain the benefits if you do that. And so this is something I've really learned from my colleague, Dr. Mike, because if you ever watch him debate people on Facebook, he really rarely ever, ever gets agitated or will, you know, name call or, you know, say stuff like that. It's always like, Oh, okay. You know, I understand your viewpoint. Uh, you uh, You know, here's why I think your point, you know, is, is correct or, you know, has some validity to it. And then it's like, but have you thought of this and how you might be able to add on to that or change that? So so you start talking to people like that and you actually respect them. And you don't just name call them like, oh, well, you don't do the same thing as me. You're an idiot. Well, all right, well you're ne- you're never going to get anywhere doing that. And so I think if people you know, step back uh, and did a little bit more on that, I think, you know, people would be a lot better off, but you know, with the way social media is, uh, unfortunately, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's the wrong place. Social media is the wrong place to have nutrition discussions, although oh, yeah. that's where most of them occur. Yeah, so one on. One of the things that I always remember
1: when we first met, Nick, is um, you know, I was, big, I was pretty big into like the paleo ish diet um, when I first met you. Um, I think back then you kind of knew what it was, but you didn't know 100%. I don't know. Maybe you can correct, make, you know correct me if I'm wrong, but one thing I remember with your nutrition plan is you had me basically uh, right after I got done training, I had either fat-free Fig Newtons or Pop-Tarts and um, some protein. Um, And I said to you, you know, I'm not a big fan of sugar, you know, and you basically just said, well, listen, just get a ripe banana, have a banana, you know, it's, you know, you need you need to um, you know get the simple carbs in you. There's a reason for it post-workout, and uh, you said it's not as fun, but you know <laughs> you could get the same effect from it. So you know you kind of roll with the punches, and just like you said, you you just you just made that uh, statement. Like, listen, you know um, I, we can we can make adjustments so everybody's happy, and you're happy, and I'm happy, and you're getting and I'm and you know what. Uh, I did. I did that for a little while, and then I just said, "Fuck it, man! I'm getting fat-free fig
0: newtons because they were better." <laughs> I used to love some fig newtons, man. Those things yeah. were delicious. I don't eat yeah. them anymore.
2: Yeah, totally. And, and, and you know, Stephen, you raise a really good point. So, again, when RP first kind of started out and started to get popular, we were a lot more sort of athletic based, and uh, you know, we probably made some assumptions uh, in terms of the importance of nutrient timing that, you know, as it's, you know, a couple years have passed, you know, come to find out, well, we probably overstated that a little bit. And so, yeah, you know what, do you want higher GI carbs and, you know, some like whey protein or something to get right into your system after training? All right. Yeah. So it's going to have some benefits, um, but you also have to acknowledge well, what might be the trade-offs. So if you're drinking more of your calories, you know, protein shakes or something like that, well, you're not eating as much whole food. So if you're dieting and you're in a deficit, well, there could be a trade-off there Well, you could be a lot hungrier. And so it's just one of those things, um, I mean, listen, I'll, I'll be the first here to tell you that, you know, I don't want to say mistakes, but we've probably just overestimated the importance of some things. And so when we first came out with the templates, they did have, you know, a bit more, you know, liquid calories to them, you know, for those reasons, because they're, bit for more athletic populations. But then, you know, when we updated our templates last year in 2016, you know, a lot of these, those changes were were built in. So, you know, you don't have as much, you know, intra-workout carbs or something, because now you're going to have a lot more whole food. And it's just one of those things, well, the science happened to back it up as well, but it worked out also well because we started reaching more people and so we weren't just working with athletes we started reaching more general population people and yeah you know picture you know Susie down the road who comes in two times a week and she only trains you know in, in our crossFit class. does she need a workout shake? I mean again it might have a small benefit uh, you know and she'll start performing better in the gym which is really cool of course because it'll help alter her body composition in a good way. but it's like does she need it no. I mean, you know, now we have templates that don't even have workout shakes. So, you know, that's kind of the cool part. You know, luckily I've learned a lot, man. I've learned a lot from, you know, from Dr. Mike. He'll be the first to kind of say, well, you know, what, you know we need to change this or tweak this because, you know, here's why and, and all that. So I think that's the cool thing is, you know, we're willing to change and adapt. We're not going to just stick to our guns the entire time. And it goes back to the whole diet dogma is that. You know, there's people out there that even when presented with evidence like that, that, hey, you know what, maybe their way isn't the best way, they're not going to acknowledge it. And they're just going to basically stomp their feet, plug their ears and say, hey, F you, I don't care. And I mean, that's probably just not the best way to, you know, get results and, and really help people because, I don't know, you know, people just don't want to acknowledge the, the trade-offs involved of certain diet choices. So yeah, you don't want to do a diet, you don't want to, don't want to do intra-workout carbs, you want to drink Gatorade, it's fine, it
0: doesn't matter. Maybe are yeah, you're you're you know you're talking about like you know post workout and intra workout stuff and you know who, who's this for and you know is it beneficial or not? Then the very next question that we tend to get as coaches and gym owners, and I'm sure you do, you get the same question: is okay, I, I've got my nutrition somewhat dialed in here. I, I think I know what to do now. Which supplements should I be taking? Right? Sure. <laughs> so now now we got a whole nother can of worms. So we, you know, back in the early Paleo days, the the first thing that came from that was that you know your post-workout right your post-workout recovery shake right and so now you got whey protein in there and now you got people taking bcaas and um you know uh proteins during uh workouts and and that kind of thing what, what's your take on the how uh, supplement you know obviously with a good diet you don't need much supplement because it's supplemental right. to a good right. diet. What, are, what are your um your recommendations and things like that for uh supplements
2: Uh, I think you nailed it. So do you have to use supplements? The answer is no. Will they provide some benefits? Yes. Um, You know, workout window, nutrition. So whey protein, you know, higher GI carbs. uh, Will that have a benefit? Yes, absolutely. Is it going to work well for people uh, that want to perform better and do longer workouts and and stuff like that? Absolutely. You know, and there's a reason for it. But uh, you know, again, like he said, it's supplemental, right? So, do you ever have to use them? Not necessarily. Now, you know, the supplement industry is never going to like that statement because well, they make money by convincing people that they need all the supplements in the world. Um, but, you know, it's not something that's mandatory. And, and so, again, you know, I give all the credit in the world to Doctor Mike, my colleague. He has this great little you know infographic, and it sort of lists the, you know the nutrition priorities. You know, it's like, well, the main ones, you know, calorie balance and then figuring out your macros and way at the top, this little sliver up here, that's, you know, just a couple percentage of your overall diet success is supplements. And it's like, it's not going to make or break anything. Can it have some benefits for people? Absolutely. Um, The big thing that I like to say about supplements is, you know what it's really good for? Supplements are really convenient, you know? So if you're a CrossFit coach, you're a gym owner and you don't have a lot of time to sit down and break out your Tupperware and put it in the microwave for two minutes, pull it out and chicken, rice, broccoli, and almond or something like that. All right, well, that's going to take, what, 20, 30 minutes? I don't know, you know, however long. But if you just bust out a shake that, you know, has 25 grams of protein, like I'm just making up these numbers, you know, it has some carbs in it, you know, and you just slam that down, you're done in under a minute. A lot of times people are going to opt for that because it's really convenient. And let's be honest, we're Americans, we love convenience. Yeah. so. You know, that's kind of the, the deal on supplements.
1: So, Nick, real quick, I remember back when you came down, um, you know, you had – your pyramid was basically – the most important thing, obviously, is the calories, you know, the the amount of calories or the calorie balance. Um, and then you went up to uh, food composition. Uh, then it was like macronutrients amounts, et cetera, et cetera. And nutrient, t- nutrient timing, I think.
0: I don't think hydration
1: was in there at that point when you first came down. And then supplements was all the way on the top. Has anything changed since then, or is it pretty much the same?
2: Well, so uh, I mean, so that 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 chart was a bit more performance based. So, like, how do you you want to lose? You want to lose fat? You want to build muscle? You want to perform better? All right, here you go. Here are the nutritional priorities for that. Um, and so. You know, Dr. Mike came up with another chart, and this one was for just eating for, you know, general health. So it has really nothing to do with performance or, you know, gaining muscle. It's just, hey, you want to get healthier, you want to lose weight, all right, here are the main priorities. And so, it, I mean, in a lot of ways it's similar. So the, the main bulk of it is, you know, calorie balance, and then after that it's food quality because if you get people eating better foods, um, you know, have you ever met someone that's gotten really fat, eating too much you know lean protein and veggies and fruits and that's really hard i mean maybe people out there but it's really hard to do so it kind of goes calories and then food composition and then you know like macros and nutrient timing and hydration uh, and supplements you know at the top but uh, that's kind of the the main shift more it's just well how do you want to lose weight how do you want to help general population folks all right well you got to control overall calories you know to somewhat. and what's an easy way to do that you start eating better foods so you start ditching processed foods they're super caloric dense you know guess what there's a reason that all these food companies make really tasty foods because they you know they taste delicious and guess what they're packed with a shitload of you know carbs and fats there's a reason for that they taste delicious so
1: a question about that do you think um well it's obvious i just want to ask it i mean When you're eating strictly healthy foods, you know, obviously, like, uh, you know, grilled chicken breast, fish, et cetera, et cetera, a lot of that has to do with palatability. Like, obviously, if it's – I'm not saying it has to be bland and you don't have to eat food that (laughs) doesn't taste good, but I know with me, if I stick to a really bland diet, then I just basically eat what I'm supposed to and I don't keep going. And I, Yeah, it's a little tough sometimes because I don't feel full and I have to be very disciplined, but I know if I start eating something and it tastes good, I tend to overeat a lot more. And that's when I start yeah. eating. That's my
2: oh, I Totally, man. I think you nailed it. Uh, so there's an interesting idea out there. And so, you know, Dr. Mike wrote an article on this. Um, it's all about food probability and the tastier foods you eat. It makes you crave even more tastier foods. And then it comes down to willpower. You know, obviously, some people have tremendous willpower. And, you know, you, they can have just one Oreo. Steven, can you have just one Oreo? I can't. I'm gonna be honest with myself. If I get one, it's like all of a sudden the whole sleeve's gone. I'm like, all right, what the hell just happened? So there's definitely something to that. And so again, it's kind of a personal it's a really personal choice because some people love if it fits your macros and they just love to do this really advanced math to figure out, oh, you know, they can fit in one and six sixteenths, you know, I just want to, you know, <laughs> an Oreo, something like that. And it, it does, it fits their macros and it can totally work. But it's like, man, that's really hard. It takes a really lot of, you know, it takes a lot of dedication and precision to do that. So again, it comes down to you know, individual differences, you know, and, and tastes and preferences and things like that, because some people just can't do that, man. Some people can, right? Some people can, that's totally cool. Um, and I think it's just, you know, at the end of the day, True flexible dieting, truly flexible diet. You get a whole bunch of different foods in kind of each category or whatever lean proteins, healthy fats, healthy carbs, fruits, veggies, all that stuff. And it's like you get a whole list of foods and you just get to pick the ones that you like, right? Or what makes the most sense for you. Because some people are, right, you know what, they want to do their Oreos for carbs and fats. And you can, again, it comes with trade offs, of course. Some people they'll want to stick to those more bland foods, and it works for them, and so they they like that. I mean, me personally, um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know err on the side of having uh, a bit more probably bland foods, um, but every now and again, you know, I like to who doesn't you know who doesn't like to have some treats and stuff along the way, right? Like everyone does, um, and so it's just i you know again we blueprint, you have the flexibility to kind of choose, choose the foods that you want. So you're not sort of stuck in one particular, um, you know, set of, of guidelines that just never changes because I
0: think. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing that like early days of CrossFit, you know, the, the zone they brought in, you know, Dr. Sears and uh, he had the zone diet. So it, basically same thing like flexible dieting um, or flexible eating where you can pretty much eat everything. You anything you want, but then the amounts were obviously the the uh, measured in blocks. Yeah, you measured it in blocks, and then paleo took that all the way to the right side, and that was the whole you know that argument at the black box summit back in the day about you know paleo was or zone was the official diet of CrossFit, and then paleo, and so paleo took it to the other extreme, like no, you can't have. They were telling you what you can't have, right? Um, You can only eat this type of food, And, and so like that windshield wiper effect of uh you know bouncing back and forth so so you sound like you're kind of like right in the middle of that right like pretty much everything you're saying is like it depends you can do it if you want but there's some trade-offs it may not work for you because you you're a certain way so now we're getting into the psychology of nutrition with people's you know their love of food their um you know their cultural beliefs their their habits you know their that kind of stuff so how do you uh, how do you deal with the, the psychological or the cultural issues uh, when it comes to nutrition with your clients?
2: Man, you just have to have a flexible approach. And so, again, like if you are so set in your ways that you can only eat X, and if you deviate from that, like it's really tough for people to follow. I think it's it's setting people up uh, for not great success in the long run. Because again, if you really limit someone's choices, it, it, it's just, it's really tough to be sustainable in the long run. But if you sort of educate people on the knowledge behind it and you give them some fle- flexibility and freedom, again, all within reason, of course, and we're not saying, you know, go eat whatever you want, whenever you want. and you know, Calories don't matter because that, that would be inaccurate. But uh, yeah, you just have to have a flexible approach. And so You know, if you get people that don't want to eat X food, you know, let's say they don't want to eat meat, but I guess they're vegetarian, but they can still eat, you know, know, lean dairy choices or eggs or fish. It's like, all right, that still works. You know, you're just, you're decreasing some of the options that you have available to you, but you can still make it work. And that's really, I think, you know, when flexible dieting, whatever, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Alan Aragon, you know, nutrition guy, you know, widely regarded as like the you know top you know sport nutrition guy out there um you know he kind of coined flexible dieting you know to my understanding he was kind of the, the originator of that and probably like the bodybuilding.com forums i think something like that but people just really started to uh, abuse the flexible dieting approach and they're like oh 30 grams of carbs okay well you can have you know a apple or a banana or you know some pasta or something but they're like oh well let's sort of extend that a little bit further we'll maybe I can have some jelly beans or Skittles and, it's like, yeah. and that's kind of just how it evolved from there and then people figured out well yeah well shit I can do that I can have a bunch of candy and I can still you know be jacked you can of course right but you know again you just have to be a little bit more particular and precise and uh, you know yeah you're limited a bit more if you choose to go
1: that route. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Just like you said, there's so many different, nutrition um, you know, we're, uh, we're going to probably start wrapping this up. We're at about an hour. We like to keep these at an hour. Um, man, I got to tell you a lot of great information, Nick. I, 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 really appreciate you coming on. Um, highly, highly recommend. If you don't know what the Renaissance periodization diet is, uh, reach out to Nick. they not only do nutrition plans. They also do, um, bodybuilding right bodybuilding plans uh power um am i missing anything nick what else you guys got all kinds of different templates uh,
2: yeah so i mean our goal in in you know the, the long run is to kind of have different uh you know templates basically for every goal imaginable so um yeah we have you know male physique templates female physique templates so they're more or less kind of you know general bodybuilding templates so if you wanted something uh, you know, more off season. So, if you're a CrossFit athlete, obviously you're not going to be using it during the open, but like in your off season, if you want to grow some muscle, it's something you can use. Um, and they're pretty, you know, they're really popular. People really love them. Um, they kind of auto regulate. So, you rate, well, you know, this workout kicked my ass. This one wasn't so hard. And it adjusts your volume for you. So, you start training more or less based on that. Um, but we also have weightlifting templates, we have powerlifting templates um, training wise. And um, yeah, from there, you know, we're trying to, you know, make sure that uh, a lot of the the bases are covered. I mean, we have vegan diet templates as well, like Steven said earlier. Um, And, you know, again, so if you go vegan, obviously it's totally personal choice. And, uh, you know, we have, you know, lots of vegan vegan template users, vegan clients, Um, you know, you just kind of limit some of the options available to you. So it makes it a bit trickier math-wise you know, when, when the templates, cause you don't have traditional lean protein sources, you know, like grilled chicken breast, which is super lean. And so you don't have that option available to you. So you kind of have to combine different things and, uh, you know, whether it's using, you know, the combined proteins between, you know, legumes and beans or something like that to get your complete protein. So it just makes it a bit more complicated. Um, and so, you know, again, like that, we just try to cover everything, you know, kind of have something for everyone. That's really the goal. And, um, you know, with our healthy diet templates, we're starting to reach a bit more, you know, uh, you know, general population, mainstream crowd. And, you know, if we can do that and, you know, honestly, the ultimate goal is just, you know, help as many people as we can.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, like I said earlier, you know, a lot of these, um you know, because we obviously own a CrossFit gym, uh, an affiliate, um, you know, a lot of these uh incredible athletes, whether they're at a regional level or a games level, getting away with eating whatever they want, they have no idea how much more, they probably have in their tank if they start really following a solid nutrition plan. So, you know, and not to mention as their biological age goes up, <laughs> things, you know, their totally. uh, digestive tract isn't going to be the same. So they, and their metabolism might not be the same. So things kind of change your body changes and <clears throat> you got to kind of start paying a little bit more attention to the nutrition part of it as well. But, uh, RP is definitely top notch. Uh, I believe it was actually, uh, uh I think it was rated one of the top top uh, nutrition uh, guidance plans. Or uh, what, what did you guys get? You guys got recognized somewhere. I can't remember in a write-up. You, offhand, do you remember, Nick, where that was? Because I could have sworn I, wrote a, I, I read an article in a magazine or something where you guys are recognized. Because <clears throat> you guys not only um, have the general, you know, like you said, general population, but you guys got some – uh, is it NFL teams or professional athletes that are following the plan as well?
2: Um, you know, so we have a few professional athletes. So it's actually funny. I was at the local CrossFit gym here in Charlotte, uh, talking to the owner today, and uh, we started talking about pro athletes just a bit. And it's one of those things, man, where uh, you know a lot, a lot of those folks can really skate by on genetics, and so they're not super interested in following uh, you know exact diet plans. And it's like one of those things where you know a lot of our coaches have worked with D one athletes it's like you know they're just they're not super interested in um in from my experience anyways it tends to be that the males especially uh care even less about their diet so it's kind of tricky to get some of the pro athletes to really stick to it and stuff like that um you know that being said you know we have a couple you know mlb people um you know a couple couple guys in the nfl things like that um and uh, the, the really cool thing is uh, we're, we're friends with the uh, strength coach for the Anaheim Ducks in the NHL. And, uh, you know, he just uses the templates for anyone they draft. And so, you know, they, they get drafted, they come into the Ducks and, you know, they basically are sent a template and they're you know, on the right path to you know, whether they want to lose weight or, you know, gain weight, uh, you know, they have it. So, I mean, that's kind of cool from that perspective. Um, but yeah, not, not, you know, like a ton of, ton of pro athletes. Cause again, it's just, yeah, they,
0: they they don't. Yeah, they, they don't have an emergent need, right? They're already doing really well because they're a pro athlete. Why should they change, right? Whereas, you know, the general population, you know, you've got somebody who's overweight, they're sick, they're tired, um, or somebody who's trying to become really good. They're going to definitely, you know, have a little bit more motivation or you know at least enticement to do something more strict, right? Right. It's really tough to convince somebody that
2: already has you know incredible genetics because they sort of. You know, no matter what they do, it, it works. <laughs> and so you sort of you tell somebody like, "Oh, well, you can actually improve this." And they're like, "Why do I need to improve it? I'm already one of the best in the world." So that's that's just a tough
1: thing to overcome. Um, yeah, it's a tough conversation. Yeah, uh, just ask them this: Do you want to stay the best in the world? Because as uh, you get older, things change. Like we get a we got a cryotherapy facility inside of our gym, and we got a lot of the Miami Dolphins that actually come in and use it. But I, what I noticed is. Especially the older athletes, they yeah, really focus on recovery because they're not stupid. They want to stay. They want to stay in their field a few years longer. Yeah, they, that paycheck. They see that paycheck going away. Absolutely, you, you, know, you, know, you know the coach. Their their strength coach brought in pretty much most of the Miami Dolphins and to try out the uh, cryotherapy. And you know most of them, um, most of them didn't come back. But I noticed like. The older ones did, especially the linemen, you know. Um, And I'm not going to name names, but, you know, some of the really top-named linemen will come in here and use it. Running backs. um, Quarterback came in once and never came back. He's not playing anymore, so it really don't matter. But he should be here now more than ever because now he's got to go through rehab, you know. But, uh, you know, great group of guys. And I just think, as people age, they start realizing – Okay, now I gotta start paying more attention to my nutrition, my recovery. I gotta stretch a little longer. Because I know me, man. I mean, I know like my sessions are about two hours, okay? It used to be maybe 15, 20 minutes of uh, prep and then an hour and 45 minutes of training, right? Now I think it's an hour of prep <laughs> and maybe an hour of training. So. But anyway, Nick, how do we get in touch with you, man? How does anybody who's listening, how do they get in touch with you? How do they get in touch at RP to get information? Because uh, I know people are going to want to have – they're going to have more questions. Maybe they can reach out to you direct. How do they do that?
2: Yeah, probably the easiest way. Um, so probably most well-known on Instagram, just uh, at RP Strength is our uh, main Instagram account. Uh, we have a, another account that's literally all it is, is just before and after pictures of RP clients. And so it's got about 1500 posts on there um, RP underscore transformations. And then, you know, from there, just come over to our website, Renaissance com, And, you know, we have uh, a chat seven days a week. You know, people have questions or something they can chat in or, you know, just drop us an email uh, or we're really good about getting back to people on that. So we have, uh and I mean, if I include myself, we have something like six people that more or less just do customer service.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. we got to bring Nick back on. We, we, we'd scratch the surface on so many interesting things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd like yeah. to actually yeah, bring Nick back on, and Nick, I'd like to bring Dr. Mike on here maybe one day. I don't know if he could find time, but I'll try to reach out to him in the future. We We definitely got a lot of really exciting guests lined up and just trying to pump out content to all the gym owners and – And athletes and just general population people that want to actually learn more about nutrition, training, um, business, um, hoping we can help some of these newer gym owners or gym owners that are struggling by, you know, maybe offering more services to their clients, you know, offer them nutrition planning and get in touch with Nick, see if you can work something out. I mean, that's what we're doing this for, man. Yeah, guys. No, I really appreciate it, man. Uh, you know, it's, it's always
2: really cool to just kind of sit down and, and chat with people. And uh, yeah, I really just like talking about, you know, nutrition and kind of, you know, even what I've learned. I mean, I haven't been in it all that long, right? Five, six years or whatever. I mean, I've been lifting myself for 15 years, but uh, it's always just really cool to kind of, even, even what you were asking and, you know, just how things have shifted a little bit in our mindset and focus, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to to take a look at you know from the presentation i would have given in you know 2013 when i was down in your gym versus now well i mean you know a lot
1: of it's going to be the same but you know there's definitely some parts that we've improved upon and i think that's really cool awesome. there's always evolution in anything we do absolutely just like with crossfit 10 years ago you know i know mike was doing a, a hero workout every day every day of the week <laughs> <laughs> not a chance, kid. Not a chance. <laughs> now he knows. not even
0: not even back then
1: <laughs> well, my point is uh, just joking about that but yeah we all evolve we all learn from uh, mistakes we all get better and that's why we're still here and that's why you're you're on the top of your game nick and yep. uh
0: i'm gonna right, put uh, i'm gonna put all this stuff in the show notes for the listeners and nick and everybody i'll put these links in here and uh, that we should have this uh to everybody where they'll be able to find uh, Nick Shaw on Renaissance periodization and uh, we'll get that out. I really appreciate uh, talking to you, Nick. It was an honor. Thank you. Cool, man. All right. Well, I hope you guys stay safe from the hurricane.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, you too, man. I appreciate it. Thanks guys. This is the underground playground podcast and we're signing off.